0: No doubt about it. Okay.
1: Shorter, a little shorter intro there. Yeah, no, you went with
0: the uh, condensed intro.
1: Yeah, well, I had one made that was shorter for YouTube purposes because I was told that YouTube folks uh, apparently don't have as long of a attention span. So when they're scrolling or they get this or whatever, Mm -hmm. you got to get right to it.
0: Get to it. Get to it. Crank it up. By the way, you got some, we got some gear.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like our shirts? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we don't have enough signs going yeah. on in the studio. No, we're
0: just we got so, the no. I got the no doubt about it hoodie.
1: Yeah, and I of course had to go with the uh, don't blame me. I voted for Ron Ketty yeah. T-shirt, and because- we are
0: going to get this stuff out eventually into a store.
1: Right, so, online. We're
0: working on that. Yeah, and yeah. some other
1: gear, some other fun stuff too, not just this, yes. but yeah,
0: yeah. And by the way, uh, your little uh, appeal for the 5,000 followers to YouTube, we're not at 5,000 followers yet, but we're doing okay.
1: I know. Well, we need to get... I am going to appeal to you guys one more time on that, or not one more time, until we get there. So... Um, if you're listening on YouTube, please just hit that subscribe button up at the top. It's free. Nothing happens to you, but we need the, we're need we trying to get to 5,000 subscribers. Or if you're listening on a podcast app, just either uh, like us, follow the show, and rate us. Um, yeah. Give us five stars if you can and a review if you want to as well. We try to read those from time to time. Yeah.
0: So, and I got to admit, yeah, I'm basking in the glow a little bit. Of what? Father's Day. <laughs> Thanks for all the... <laughs> Thanks for what you did for me.
1: I mimic it. I I mimicked it off of Mother's Day. Did you? It's a good point. Yeah.
0: I wish Father's Day was before Mother's Day, because if it was, oh, the, you would go, you blow would. it out, you I would. would blow it, would it be out like
1: the kids' birthday parties I used to throw. Yes, yeah. you're, you're great, like, like full that. theme thing. Yeah, no. The I problem
0: didn't. is though, uh-huh. like when I when I do the old uh, do mute, nothing, a, a muted Mother's I'm Day,
1: muted. it's muted or yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah, and
0: then all of a sudden you pay me back, uh huh, with nothing.
1: Well, no, I feel like, you know, I feel like us all hanging out together. Right. <laughs> this is the same thing you told oh, me, Oh, totally.
0: Right? I You're you the tell best. me that. <laughs> I do love when you do this. Well,
1: no, the best is, let's talk about when you became a father. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. First time you became a father. Yes. Uh, the I setup was, here. Let's I just... was ready
0: for that <laughs> or not. <laughs> talk about ne- no dad is ever ready. Well, you're no. never ready.
1: Yeah, there's a no. mother. Give me a break.
0: Oh, no, I understand. You're ready. I wasn't ready. Like, it just, no, I'm uh, say we were ready, but. Well, no, but I remember, um, and we'll talk about leading up to that, but I remember right after you had Ava, mm-hmm. you were still in the hospital and I w- came back to do something. Mike Garofalo met me at the house and, and he's like, hey, do you want to go for a quick run with me? Because you're, you know, just blow off a little steam or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we go for a run and it hits me as I was running. I was like. I'm a dad. Like, <laughs> wow. Like, what am I doing here? Yeah, And, and had no idea. And, and so it was almost a blur is like the day up because you, you actually, you didn't go into labor. It was actually a planned C section.
1: Right. Yeah. And we so that the, made
0: it a little bit different.
1: Well, a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, I think the first starters, what's funny about Mark, I love to tell this story is um, you were convinced that Ava was going to be a boy. Right. Because the, when we went in for the ultrasound, we decided to not find out for either kid what we were going to have. Yeah. It was going to be... I just think that's really hard to surprise me e- ever, right. like literally ever. I think my mom surprised me with my 16th birthday party, um, and I'm trying to think of something else. Okay, whatever. Hard. Anyway, yeah. so I wanted us to... <laughs> so like,
0: Let me think of this other time I may have been surprised. <laughs> Let me just kill three minutes on that. No. Okay, moving forward. <laughs> okay, yeah.
1: So the the we decided... We were both on the same page. We're not going to find out. Yeah. People thought we were nuts. They were like, oh, you're going to plan everything and it's going to be wrong. I was like, whatever. We're going to wing it. Well, we did wing it. And you were convinced that since the ultrasound lady knew so fast, basically, I think I was like at 17 weeks, maybe 18 weeks. I don't remember. But the fact was, is you had read some sort of research (laughs) that said, if you can find, if they know the sex of your baby really quickly, it's a boy. Right. That was your great theory.
0: Yeah. No, I was. Very confident.
1: Very confident. So we picked out a boy name. Yep. I painted that nursery blue. Yep. I bought all boy clothing. Correct. Not only did I buy the boy clothing, I took the tags off, washed it, and hung them up.
0: Well, at that age. <laughs> Stick them in a dress and- A tuxedo, whatever.
1: A tuxedo. Put little tails on them, whatever. Let's just say I had no pink for Ava. Okay. Anyway, so- It was a little bit of
0: a surprise. So
1: let's go back to the day that we had her because you're right. Right. She was a a little bit of an extra large baby.
0: Yeah, she was. Thanks
1: to the size of your head, I think that she inherited that there guy.
0: Right, thank you. No, thank you. No.
1: Uh, Let's just say that she was growing quite large. And so our doctor who was awesome, she recommended that we- Maybe you want to think about um, having a plan C instead of trying to go all full term. Right. And so we did. And we picked it for a Friday because that was kind of her suggestion. So you could have a couple days off of work and, you know, we'd have all this help and blah, 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 blah. So what happened was is um, my mom came down to help. Mm -hmm. And since it was a plan C section, and this is something I did not know going into it, was that you can't eat. For, I think, 12 hours before your surgery. Right, right. And so um, our surgery was set up for 4 p.m. Yeah, 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 I remember that. 4 p.m. Yep. Okay, I'm a coffee drinker. I get up in the mornings, I have two cups of coffee. That's how I start my day. Right. Right. Can't have that.
0: Calisthenics. All sorts of stuff. No, you, like, start you, can't, the day. Oh. you can't have
1: any of this on the day of the surgery. Oh, right? Okay, yeah. So I got no, uh, you couldn't even like swallow the water when you're brushing your teeth. It was that extreme. They said, cause I could get sick. So we don't have any, I have no food, nothing. And I'm thinking, Oh, mm. it's no big deal. But I was kind of that pregnant woman that needed to snack or I right. got sick. Right. Yeah. So it's all day. So my mom's there and she's like, let's figure out something to distract you. So we decided to go to the movies. Yes. And, uh, yep. there wasn't a lot of great movies out there, but yeah,
0: I remember it was yeah. Disturbia, right?
1: Yeah. We went and saw Disturbia yeah. and yeah. you came separately. Cause I think you had gone to the gym or something knowing you and like you we were just running a little bit behind. So me yeah. and my mom went and saw this. Uh, yeah. I mean, and it's so funny. My mom's such a good sport. Cause this is definitely not her cup of tea right. movie. It's like a horror slash suspenseful yeah, haunted. I don't even know what it was. Anymore. Yeah. Well, he like was on died.
0: house arrest. Oh, and so okay. and then he sees a murder next door. Oh, or yeah, something that's like right.
1: that. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who or, was the star of this again? Of uh, it was uh, it's uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, Shia yeah. LaBeouf. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Anyway. It's actually a good movie. Okay, go ahead. So you're late to the movies because I have both sets of keys. Okay. You finally find another spare set of key. You get there. Oh, you're right. Yeah, and you come in like it was the well into the movie. Okay. And I'm starving. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, my you mom were. is the kind of like I want popcorn and a coke. My mom definitely is that kind of yeah. movie watcher. She didn't. She passed over that because out of respect for her daughter, sure. who was starving, did not do it. Right. Not you. Yeah. You roll in to the movies that yes. day with like a plate of food. You had like gross, smelly, stinky hot dog.
0: Oh, uh, no. I actually kind of, Ella, I didn't have, Ella has three hot dogs here. <laughs> I only had two. But I did have, Ugh. I had two hot dogs, Disgusting. some popcorn.
1: Yes. Candy yeah, and a some candy, yeah. And you're like. Yeah.
0: <sighs> well, I couldn't let my blood sugar get low. I had to be
1: there to support you. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, yeah. I, I was did. like, my mom even gave you like the evil eye and she <sighs> loves you. And she was like, mm-hmm, whatever, guy, this is well, a bad move on your part.
0: Well, look, Whenever. In this house, <laughs> I am ostracized constantly whenever I eat a hot dog. Well, because Because you guys are anti-hot dog. Yeah,
1: because it's discu- it's not real food, number oh, one. Oh, yes, it is. And who no, th- eats them in movie theaters? Yeah. Either. Like, oh. that's disgusting. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, Ella, they, they were they were
0: Nathan's, and they were delicious. And what? they
1: have an accurate representation of what dad looked like at the movie theater. What are you talking oh, you about? Do. Okay, you uh, the what do Joey mean? Chestnut World
0: oh, Record. Oh, no. Jo- not Joey Chestnut. Oh, my gosh. Does he that's stick those things like. down? No, Joey.
1: This is what the-
0: Joey Chestnut, seriously, I mean the guy eats like seventy-five hot dogs in five minutes. Yeah, that's about what you. Incredible,
1: Ella, you're about right. That's about what he did. Yeah. He even said, "Don't worry, babe, I'll eat this really fast." I was like, "Oh, that helps."
0: Yeah, Joey, I dipped in some water to make it quicker. You know, yeah. No, it was anyway. uh, No, but
1: no, I had to keep. Look, I I had to be Uh there
0: for you. I'm sorry about that. I can understand how that might not look great. It doesn't.
1: It doesn't make you look that understanding. And I was starving. I, yeah. I do remember, though, in, for credit to you, yeah. After we had the baby, right? You said, "What well, can I bring you?" And I said, "I want a root sixty six shake because yeah. it was right, right acro- across. The I, we had the baby at Presbyterian Hospital, yeah. Yep. And um, anyway, so yeah, we went in, and and um, we I remember we were going into, and you could come in because it was like a surgery room. So right. they uh, they got me all prepped, and then they brought you in. Yeah. And our doctor said one more time, and our doctor did not find out what the sex of the baby was either because she said, "I don't want to blow it for you guys, right." So nobody in the room knew. Yeah. And right in that moment, I thought, I think it's a girl. I remember saying that to you. I'm like, I think it's a girl now. And I had never said that. Right, And you're like, no, it's a boy. And so the doctor, she said, let's go around the room. And what does everybody think? And even the nurses were chiming in. Everybody said, it's a boy. It's a boy. It's a boy. It's right. a boy. Except for me. I'm like, I don't know, guys. I'm kind of feeling it might be a girl. And I'll never forget. They they did the surgery and our, I could hear my doctor's voice. And she said, and I can hear it to this day. She's like, it's a Girl,
0: she was shocked. She and it was was, shocked. It was I remember when when she when the surgery started happening. She, Ava was not easy to get out. No, because she's and such our, a big baby. <laughs> yeah, our doctor was. It was. It wasn't like super tense, but she could tell she was like, "We need to do this." Yeah, like it.
1: She got down to business. Yeah, she yeah. really did. She Which, did a great job. Oh, she's, she's such. A, she literally is the best. I but love her.
0: I remember, and there's even still a picture. I don't even know if we have it. The first time I kind of trying to set Ava down. Oh yeah, uh, in the little. You basket. can tell. Like, yeah. look at this. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, clearly, look at this. It looks no. like. Like I'm, I I don't even know what I'm. Well, I can't even set she's her like, down.
1: You're like, I don't know. It's like a very fragile. <laughs> she's know. very fragile. She's gonna break. I know. And I'm gonna take care of her. But no, yeah, it's... no, it was. It, it does change your whole life. I do. Oh, I mean, it was. It, she was a little oh, sweetheart, and. Yeah. Um, it you know,
0: was a little furry one. She came out with a yeah, little. Yeah, she's a
1: little Italian. Yeah, she had a little yeah.
0: Italian. Yeah, little little bit of hair on the. Yeah, look at the. Ha- I mean, look at
1: that. Oh, great she had head like a, she had like two inches of hair. Oh, and Everybody's like, oh, they're like it's gonna fall out. No, it didn't. No, never it fell was great. out. No, no, she had a
0: great head of hair. Yeah, coming she was tan. Out. Yeah, she was tan. It's like she just finished. She was at yeah. Vacation. It was like she was in yeah. She's like <laughs> in Italy for a while, and I bring her back out. She it was fantastic. She definitely
1: t- took after you right from the very beginning. Oh, but she no, she was great. But yeah, and it's funny because then you. That kid home, and I remember we brought her home. I don't remember what day, but she was in her car carrier, yeah. you know. And we had Axel, our last husky. Yep. So it was like we did all this planning to yeah. make sure that Axel would treat her kindly and be, right. you know, whatever yep. bring yep. the blanket back, all that. Yep,
0: like the theory that they have snippet, yeah. yeah.
1: And I just remember we brought her home in that car seat and we sat her down. and You had to do something, I can't remember what it was. And I was like, okay, what do we do now? Yeah. Like, I didn't know what we did.
0: Oh my gosh, I remember <laughs> the first night we brought her home. I got up 15 times to make sure she was breathing because we didn't put her in a
1: bassinet in our room. No, because I we, had read a lot of yeah. the things about like, um, I can't remember what it was called now, but it was basically like train your kid immediately to yeah. sleep on their own. So then they'll get a, a good consistent night of sleep. And so will you, something like that. Yeah. is the theory. It's hard to do, yeah, but it is. in all honesty, it worked like a charm for her. Cause she really only cried one night. Yeah. And then that was a, she was a little sleep. I mean, we still had to get up and feed her and everything, but she mm. didn't, she would got very used to her crib right out of the shoot. Yeah. I never even had a bassinet. No. No, so I, didn't. I mean I'm not saying that that's what I would do now if we had but a baby but even to but this
0: to this yeah you're well I could totally understand that too you know cuz that right. time
1: goes so fast you don't really realize it but well, I was no, that's true. I it- thought I was doing this great parenting well, Plan. no, but so. it was,
0: uh, but it also, I'm just a fear. I'm like, I just, between the two of us, you, oh. you sleep, like you sack out within 30 seconds yeah. and you're gone. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm staring at the ceiling. Like, what if Ava's not breathing? Then I go in there and I look and I'm like, okay, <laughs> she's still breathing. I'm going back to bed for seven minutes. <laughs> and then I come back it's and it's true. Like, I, I can yeah, no, you're, I'm like, Hey mom, are you going to bother waking <laughs> up here? And so, and we always traded off feedings yeah. and, and so, which I think you should, which is great. It's a great thing to do because it just. Yeah. Gives you time to bond with your kids. And, yeah. and I was always, you know, my shift was late, right? So right. I would always get home, you know, late. And so therefore, for me to to feed Ava at midnight was no big deal. Right. And, and i had be been sleep, Yeah. Yeah. I get some sleep you,
1: and then we'd rotate. Yeah, you do and all forth. that yeah. trading
0: off. But it, it it was it's been the greatest experience of our lives with these girls. But it had also you you never you never stop worrying. It just changes now. Yeah. So now every time it's like Ava gets in the car to go driving. Ugh. And you're like, Do it's she may as well head. be in the crib at two year two I days know. old.
1: we we track her on like that life three sixty oh thing. Gosh. Like yesterday. We're she was hovering. hovering. Yeah. We're hovering over yeah. the life three sixty. Oh what gosh. road is she on? Where's she on
0: now? How fast is she going? Yeah. Where is okay. she? No, it's like we we like we like call up APD. We're like, we're gonna need an air unit. <laughs> <laughs> and get over her and, t- 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 t-
1: t- t- and making sure
0: we're tracking what she's doing. <laughs> we're
1: going to need some state patrol officers oh just to follow gosh. her. It is. Yeah. It no, just, it's and one and thing. Because last night she went to go pick up her little sister to pick up Ella. Yeah. And I said, and now we've got two of them in the same, in the car. same car. And I was yeah. so nervous. I mean, yeah. I just. You're right. It just shifts. Everything shifts. I heard that we worry about them later, even when they move out. So oh, yeah. that's going to be just something else to look oh, forward to. But
0: uh, Father's Day is great, though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, no, it's all great. I appreciate and the, all the gifts, and all the treats, and special oh, services just that we you're showering you know, yeah. me with. Well, affection. You spoiled. Oh, it <laughs> was spoiled, really yeah. fantastic. Yeah. You're welcome. You're oh, welcome. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, I do want to just come back oh, to no, something. Oh no! Here
0: comes. Here comes. No. No. Hey. No. By no. the way. Hey. This is this is what we call mop up on aisle four.
1: Oh, yeah. zip it. So that is not what this is called. This is called- This is
0: about what this, this is. This is called- Watch this. Christy's about to backtrack. Go ahead.
1: I am not backtracking, number okay. one. I'm Go clarifying. Ahead. Oh, okay. I'm clarifying, okay? In
0: politics, this is called, you stepped in it, and now-
1: I'm not you, a politician, so I don't care what you no, call it. No, you're
0: clearly not.
1: No, I'm definitely not. Like, I should never be a politician,
0: ever. Well, yeah. we need to work on our messaging.
1: Because I would because <laughs> I would stress out every campaign worker mm, on the planet. That's the truth. Anyway, um, no- Last, was it last episode or t- a couple episodes ago? I guess it was a couple, because we had Skip on last time. Yeah, and then, yeah. two episodes ago. We are talking yeah. about a UFO and how big it is, okay? And I was trying to get some scale for that. And right. you started talking in feet. And I said, I don't measure things necessarily in, in like feet, right? Beyond 10 feet, that's basically my capacity, and then it jumped into like I talked about that I do understand mileage because I run. well we have
0: a little clip. should we hear that first? let's hear the <sighs> clip before you try to backtrack All right, I'm not here, here's here's a short in, in a clip and in, and what the discussion was about here you okay. go how many feet is half a mile no,
1: I don't know in feet again like you want me to <laughs> you want me to take a measurement a miles five thousand two hundred and eighty two yard again that's insane that you know that oh no it's
0: not yes it is oh my gosh that's everybody insane. knows how many feet are in a mile
1: no. No, they don't. I, this is, I will be right about this. Please write in. Please, you to Oh, my gosh, this please show, don't
0: write in. Because yes. if you're saying nobody knows how many feet are in a mile, they call it the mile high city. You think Denver's like mile high city? They're like, I don't know. I mean, it's somewhere. This in is the- something you have to memorize in, like, second grade. Yeah. Is second the feet in a mile. and like you
2: the- know? How- okay. Oh, so my I'm gosh. Clarifying.
0: So that is not what we were talking about.
1: No, we were talking about the size of a UFO, and then you shifted it. To how many feet are in a mile. You said it's
0: crazy that I know how many feet are in a mile.
1: Okay, but what I meant by that, I'm clarifying.
0: Okay, oh, here we go.
1: Is that when I was thinking about running a mile, running a mile, I don't think about how many feet I'm running. I'm thinking about my lungs are on fire, and I hope to God I can finish this run, right? Like, that's what I'm thinking about. You, Captain Meteorologist- you're thinking about elevation, right? No, so, not necessarily yes, elevation. It is. You're talking about the mile high city. You're thinking in, in up, going up, a scale that goes up, right? In elevation, that's well, what you're thinking about. It's
0: multidimensional, but okay. Okay,
1: so I just I'm asking you. So when you got to run your five miles, how many feet are you running, Mark?
0: Uh, approximately 30,000 feet
1: Oh gosh, honestly Like nobody says I went out for a 30,000 foot run. run Well, no, of course not That's why
0: you put it into miles But you know how many
1: miles are in there Okay, that it's was not just not crazy I, that,
0: that Colorado.
1: I knew It's not like I didn't know that at some point Well,
0: that's why I use the Denver reference
1: Oh, I know it is I am aware And then okay. people have been really funny online A lot <laughs> Some people have had my back, which I appreciate you Yeah Um. Somebody who will remain nameless Sent me the picture of the Denver Nugget playoff game, with the fi- the elevation written on the floor, right. And the comment was, they wrote the elev the number of feet on the floor, so people like you will know what it is, <laughs> right? shit. It yeah. was funny, but yeah. I just wanted to clarify. No, it's, it's not like I'm a total moron about this. You are thinking elevation. I'm thinking about running an actual mileage.
0: Well, look. That's I, it.
1: How many yards did you run in your five mile run? Uh, now,
0: stop. I mean, look, I, I just think that this is funny because what, what was so funny to me, not even that you didn't know how many feet are in a mile. But that anything beyond 10 feet is beyond your comprehension. Like, are that really to me. Are we
1: rehashing Well, no, this? I'm
0: just saying that to me was but the funniest. But people
1: actually thing. said that they got that. They understood where I was coming from on that. They're like, when I look at something too I, spatially, I'm not thinking about how many feet it is. All right, all right, all I, right. I think you're alone on this one. I still do. Uh, I still think you're okay. alone. Okay. All right. All right. So, thank all right. you to those kind souls who wrote in on my behalf. No doubt. I appreciate it. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, so another documentary that is actually kind of, it's kind of bubbling under, is yeah. what I would say, is people are Bumbling. sending it um, privately. I think people are concerned it might get taken off the air. Right. Um, it's called The Great Awakening, and this is the new one. This is the Pandemic 3 is what it's actually titled. Right. So it's not to be confused with the one that came out in 2020.
0: Right. Because they're right. very,
1: very different. This one just came out in early June. Yeah. And so it's a pretty fascinating documentary. And we have the trailer, I believe we can. Kind yeah, of show you you can the go trailer. ahead and roll it out. Oh, let's let's just listen up.
0: to it for just a sec sure. and then we'll kind of talk about it okay. here in a second. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, five.
1: Breaking news. The president declaring a national emergency. The
2: new stay at home order.
1: We will shut you down. Don't think you can get on a plane or a train. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And we will take you to jail. We've got to get them vaccinated. Or we will keep you in a facility longer.
2: As the world was descending into synchronized tyranny, I began to ask myself, how did they get everyone to go along with this?
0: Okay, so, so this kind of... Talks a little bit about what's interesting about this, and it is not necessarily a focus on what happened with the pandemic mm-hmm. as much as it talks about how do you get people in a camp where they say, I am willing to give up my agency, I'm willing to give up my liberty to someone else to determine that for me mm-hmm. and how in the world you and how dangerous that is and how it's been going on for a long time in history. Yeah. And we're the latest example of Right.
1: And I think what was fascinating to me about this um this particular film is this guy was a supporter. He actually worked on the campaign for um Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, yeah. right? So he was he believed he was a socialist. He believed he was in favor of socialism is the way he starts. And then right. he said, Until I figured out what socialism actually is derived from and what it actually is all about with con- communism. They showed a lot of video from like 50 years ago, a guy talking. Right. And then they interviewed him again today and it's all the same. It's it's actually, it, it, The Great Awakening is a great name for it yeah. because um, it sounds like conspiracy. It's not conspiracy, I will right. say. I, I I just think yeah. that this well, guy it's a, human, up-
0: it's a human behavior movie, really. Correct. It the, yeah. the breaks down human behavior and, and talks about how you end up in one of these spots. And really, it boils down to this. There are two camps when you look at, at human interaction on this planet. And in the United States, individual liberty has been what we built our country on, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it means everything, right? And it's the rights of the individual. Well, the other side of that is the rights of the collective. And it sounds good to say we got to do what's good for everybody. Right.
1: You're that, selfish if you don't, is right. what they talked about. And, and that's that, exactly what they came out with us.
0: Right. And and that is effectively what happens when you hand over your personal agency to the government. And the government then determines these things. But but it falls into some really interesting research. And one of the pieces of research on this is people say, well, who's most likely to fall into this pattern mm-hmm. where they say, I, I'm going to just trust, I'm going to trust the authorities, mm-hmm. i trust science, right? right. Or, you know, and all that. And we all trust science and many of us do. And many of us have lived and made our living in science, but it doesn't mean that you seek a overall consensus in science. You seek to prove something in science. You don't seek consensus. If you're seeking consensus, you're not proving anything. You're mm-hmm. actually disproving things. Mm-hmm. So you go to seek Overall, you seek the truth, right? And so what this gets to, though, is the people that end up being most susceptible to this are often the most highly educated people mm-hmm. that have spent the most time in university mm-hmm. and end up saying, well, authority, they, they should the be right. say.
1: Right. Yeah. And so they don't question it. Another thing they said was well, you, put some, you put people in isolation and make them feel lonely, yep. and they will grasp towards something to make themselves feel better and feel more like a community. And that is exactly what... It's it is absolutely fascinating. I would say, especially the first hour. Yeah, Uh, the last, the
0: whole thing, and and it is it is it crosses political lines. Yeah, this is not this is not a Republican Democrat thing. Now I will say that that it is a communist freedom thing. Right. So look, if you're getting into the socialism world, that's further left. There's no doubt about that. But there are plenty. Uh, of Democrats in this movie too were kind of like, whoa, wait a
1: minute. Yeah, like it it's it right. really like a wake-up call. And so right. if somebody says to, to watch this, before you make a comment, just do yourself a solid and actually watch the film because yeah. you see so many people, you know, chirping off on social media about things, even about our show, that they've never even seen I've our show. Right. And so right. I'm just like, before you jump in, at least just come and watch. So that's the same way I feel about this film. And and also what I liked about this film is it ends in a way that is more uplifting and more positive because yeah. how they do will you talk, fix it? how do you fix yeah. it? Right. It wasn't just like doom and gloom. This is the end of times and this is the way it's going to be. And no, they actually talked very specifically about things you could do as a community to change things. And yeah. so I just think, you know, it's one of those things that um, we watched and we thought, I, you know, our job is to kind of tell you things that we we think maybe might enlighten you on something that you didn't know about.
0: It's an, it is, and it's the human behavior portion of it really is interesting. And and here's one thing I thought was really fascinating on this, and that is that especially with Gen Z, and maybe even to some degree Millennials, mm-hmm. they have experienced a world that we didn't. Well, we're Gen X, and, and most people in Gen X own a home. You know, at least a, a wide, a big number, bigger number mm-hmm. did right. And, and have grown up in a world where you work hard. You know there's a social compact there, and, and you get to where you want to go. The American dream was, I think, for many uh, Gen Xers was there. For even before us, obviously the baby boomers, it was there, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're in Gen Z, and, and and you're in you're a millennial, housing prices are skyrocketing, mm-hmm. food prices are skyrocketing, the cost of your education is skyrocketing, and you're looking at this going. I don't know if I can get to where my parents got. I really don't know. Someone needs to step in and solve this. Mm -hmm. And when you look for one person to to step in and solve it, you get the government. Yeah. And you think incorrectly that they, A, care about you and B, can do the job. Mm -hmm. They can do neither. Right. And so it's important to realize that you still have agency and we can still fix this, but you're not going to fix it by handing over your liberty to a government that doesn't care about you and more than anything else wants you to do what they tell you.
1: And I think what's interesting, at least for us on this topic especially, is this ties into a lot of different topics. They they cover the history of BLM and where that actually came from. They, they're they covering a lot of like uh, the bills that we're actually... Fighting here in New Mexico that have been recently signed, right? So there's a lot of this context that you see where it why people are so worried and why people are so alarmed. And so even when I bring up information that the governor or the state has put out on Twitter, and I get ringed because they say, Oh, you're just a poor sport because your husband lost the election. Um, and actually one guy told me to go make you a sandwich, which no way. Yeah, pretty sure it's a sexist. sexist Yeah, pretty sure that (laughs) leftist is a sexist. But anyway, (laughs) I told him I you make your own sandwiches. Uh, Thank you very much. But anyway, the whole reason I bring those things up is not because we're bitter losers. It's because you need to pay attention. And I I really want this for our kids and for our grandkids. That if you don't wake up and start figuring out what the state and the government is trying to tell you that you're just supposed to buy into with no questions asked, and you have a media that doesn't actually ask the next question, right? So they'll just cover the first topic. They'll never go beyond that. And I think that's really what we're wanting you all to do. And what we're trying to do is ask the next question. Don't just buy in like a sheep and just listen to what somebody says and take it at face value because half no. the time, it's not actually the whole story. So. Well, no,
0: and, and, and it's true. And, and and it's the information flow, right? Right. The in what, what you find in it the, and they talk about it in, in, in this thing too, which is data is key. Data is king. If you have all the information, if you have all the data, you have the power. So it is important to make sure that you get as much information as you can. And it is really important to make sure that, that we, the date, you know, the numbers, right? Oh, the numbers say this and the numbers say that. There's no doubt there's value in numbers. I, I firmly believe that. But you also have to realize that that there is an agenda in many cases. That that most importantly, and again, I don't care what political party you're in, it's your voice that matters. Mm-hmm. It is just just do not give that voice up. So it was it was interesting. Yeah, and I, and, and I think some of what we see and what's going on now, and what's so scary to me now is people who I I we used to look at our leaders, and even if you didn't agree with them all the time, you at least looked at them and said. You know they're smart, they're well-meaning, and and I might not agree with their policies, but now I don't think you can say
1: that. No, and I don't think you can trust what comes out of them. When I, I'm sorry, when somebody shows you that they're a liar, yeah, believe them.
0: <laughs> well, I, no, that's true too. That's true too. And and I think what we're seeing now, especially in the in the so the presidential race continues to roll along. We're not going to talk a ton about that today, but but I am starting to. I'm ready to make a big time prediction. Okay. Okay. So. All right. I don't know if you saw the the comments.
1: We need to have a song. No, no. no, Pundit mark. Yeah. We need to have like a sound effect. As soon as
0: we're done with these couple, we're going to play a couple sound bites for you, and then I'm ready to make the big prediction. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, let's start with this. Uh, President Biden is increasingly unable to function.
1: We know this. I mean,
0: so this <laughs> if you is. You don't
1: know this. You are living right you're, in a pretend you're land. <laughs> you're right,
0: you're. You're either wearing a blue jersey, saying he's my he's, he's my quarterback. I, I know he keeps throwing interceptions, but he's my quarterback. So mm-hmm. that's what we're gonna do. So here is what President Biden said at the end of last
2: week. Well, we're going to win, and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have whoa, plans whoa, whoa. to build in. in, in, in okay, in he's going to build the a railroad.
1: All the way from the Pacific,
0: (laughs) all the way across the Indian Ocean.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Come on, guy. I mean, it, th- th- this is just ridiculous. they
1: Are going to put that transportation guy in charge of that?
0: Buddha judge. Buddha judge is like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> happening I here. mean, Buddha judge can't handle a train derailment. No, we've had <laughs> so, several. So, so uh... but but the point being, and, and you get to the else. L- can you just hit that again? And, and then w- wait till you hear what he says at the end of this is coming. You can either pick it up where we left it off, else, or you can start it again. That's fine. Either way, um, so we'll bring it up here. Is he just wait? Hear how he ends this.
2: Well, we're going to win, and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in in in, in Angola one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going so to get in trouble.
0: Yeah, you're going off script, and you're so that's when you start. That's you get when, grounded, right? And that's President when you start. Biden. That's when you start building railroads across oceans. Is Apparently. when you go off script, <laughs> right? Oh, gosh. And so. You see this, and, and you see it more and more, and everything that's happening here. Whether it, all the different kinds of issues that we've seen, the the you know the the inability to to put together a coherent thought, right? right? And, and then you you pair that with John Fetterman last yeah. week, who now I ninety five in Pennsylvania, there was a bridge collapse there. It's a huge deal. What's going on in Pennsylvania? Well, John Fetterman is the senator from Pennsylvania, and he talked about that bridge collapse, I-95. Here's what he said in a Senate hearing.
2: Uh, no, I don't know. I, I uh, would, would, would just um, really like to, you know, the 95, 95, 95, you know, um, you know obviously that, you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with the with ninety five. And I, know, I certainly am too. And we know it's a major eatery, uh, not, not just for for Pennsylvania, but for the East the East Coast. And a lot of Pennsylvanians are worried that the he's trying, are trying to read yeah. that script
1: just, and and even that girl, though so whoever the the person behind, she's first started laughing.
0: Well, no, and then she I caught think, herself
1: on camera. And I don't, she was don't like,
0: even know she's laughing, but I think it was just it's
1: just sad. Yeah, and he's incapable no, of yeah, yeah, and these and, are complicated issues. Now, we've talked about why won't they replace this guy? Why won't well, they?
0: <laughs> yeah, so a couple things. So I think a couple things here. Um, let me do one other thing. So then Biden meets up with Fetterman in Pennsylvania yesterday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and Senator Fetterman tries to introduce the president.
2: Again, next to a, a collapsed bridge here. And he is here to commit to work with the, the governor and the, the, the delegation. To make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, the the jewel uh, uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the inf- infras- infar- infras- uh, inflation uh, okay. bill. So I mean,
1: is- it's just so, it's yeah. It, he's just not ready. He can't do the job anymore. No, no,
0: no Well, he never could. and, right. and so. Um, a couple things. You mentioned why, why is John Fetterman still in the Senate? Right. John Fetterman is still in the Senate because the Democrats don't want to run two people in a Senate election in 2024. That's that simple. They have another seat up. And
1: so they're worried that if they decide to, hey, put him up right now, try to find no, no, a no, replacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the governor would replace him, correct?
0: Temporarily till a special in 2024, I believe. So, yeah. So then you already have Casey who's out, right? They already have one senator who's out. Right. And, and we all know Pennsylvania is the ultimate swing state, right? That's mm. a close state. There, there, there's no doubt it'll be a couple points either way, right? And so that what they want to do is they want to stretch this out till after 2024. Then Shapiro names a, a replacement for Fetterman. And then the election occurs in 2026. So let's just it's,
1: use this guy.
0: Use the guy, right.
1: Use him and no, let's not worry. He's talked about his depression it's, issue. He's talked oh, about, which when right. you have something like this happen to right. you, it, right. of course, you have a lot of other areas to take care of with your, your own health. And I don't understand why we're not putting the health of these men in front of the cause. I well, guess. And,
0: and where's his wife putting? Yeah. The, I mean, honestly, and it is that part of it is sad, But but it shows you where we are now which is the cause that they are pushing for, is more important than, than any person. So Joe Biden can't do the job, clearly. Right. John Fetterman never could, after the unfortunately, after the stroke, which was devastating to him, and it was sad. And, and, it, and it's just, it's unfortunate. But, but you can't keep doing this. But I, I do now believe, and Mike Garofalo said this a little bit a few weeks ago, I now firmly believe that there is no way – the Democrats can run Joe Biden. I don't think they can do it. No, I think you're starting to see Gavin Newsom step up a little oh, bit. Oh, he's in all
1: these interviews now. I'm telling yeah. you,
0: I, 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 it. For a long time, I thought now they're just going to try to put keep this thing together. They're going to cut their losses. I'm telling you right now. Joe Biden will not stand for re-election mm-hmm. in 2024.
1: And how, and how soon are they going to announce that? We were kind of talk about that because I don't know. You've got the primaries coming up. Uh, you wait to see who the Republican candidate is. If you wait for that, you wait too long. Yeah. So they're going to have to cook up something. Yeah. Um, ab- about this situation, and then who's the VP candidate, right? Like for the other side. Right.
0: Right. Right. Like, no, how are I, they going to go right. with this? And,
1: I, and you know, back to Federer really fast. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I haven't actually done any research, so maybe he is speaking about it. But I think it'd be fascinating to hear what Oz has to say. You know,
0: yeah, and he's kind of stayed out of that. Um, yeah, I you know, don't, I you, don't. You know. You lose to
1: a guy you that know. can't do the job, and at the at the point is, is that the best person, the most qualified person, should be put in that position. Right. And I just think we have lost our wherewithal when we put people in that mentally are not able to do the job. And they knew that a couple of weeks before the election.
0: Oh my gosh. They knew it in May when it happened. So yeah, they knew it in May, Uh, but they just, they chose to, again, this is more of uh, you know, this is a blood sport now Mm -hmm. in in this country, which is too bad.
1: Mm -hmm. And they just, and and believe me,
0: this has a long history. Like there, it's not like you haven't had Republicans that have stayed in there, you know, but this age, you know, getting to a certain age is one thing. But but, you know, having a medical issue where you could never do the job to begin with is something completely different. It's a whole new level. Right. Right. So but but I do think what this gets to, though, is is that everybody's trying to figure out exactly what everything looks like on the political scene here. And and CBS News is is just finished. Got out of the field with a poll.
1: Oh, I can't wait. Did
0: you see this poll?
1: I heard briefly about. Okay,
0: so just to give (laughs) you an idea how out of touch CBS News is. With Republican voters, question number 28 on their poll, they were trying to get a feel for what Republican voters are looking for. Mm-hmm. And, and the question was, how important is it that the 2024 Republican nominee be blank? So they have about seven different choices. How important is it that they be a role model for children? Okay. How important is it that they limit rights of transgender people? Okay. okay. How important is it that they have a plan to lower taxes? Okay. How important is it they make it harder for people to vote in blue states? What? (laughs) How important is it they have a plan for lowering inflation? Okay. How important is it they require loyalty from government officials? Gosh. How important is it they support a national abortion ban? How important is it that they uh, support USA to Ukraine? And finally, how important is it they be more friendly toward Russia? are the, you joking The me?
1: questions
0: no that's it. every other question is completely stupid and ridiculous yeah and, and they just have no understanding of what they're dealing with so this is what happens when you have a biased news organization trying to give you polling information so just be careful where you get your polls mm-hmm. and, and what you listen to because that's a stupid poll right and, and it's ridiculous and if it's- i got
1: that by the way i would answer it as comically as I could. Oh, you because yeah. you would look at this as a. And I've answered polls before, and nine times out of ten, I don't a- answer them <laughs> accurately when I know they're stupid polls. Right. Like I don't know. There's there's a handful, and you can kind of read through them um, pretty quickly if you ever get a poll. Right. But usually the most the most in detailed ones are people that call you and talk to you and ask you. A, oh, that's what this depth is. Of, oh, they're calling people. Oh, this? absolutely. Oh, I would start oh, laughing. Yeah. I would start laughing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I no, it's just
0: but that I mean, it just shows you where there, there's a gap between the elite media and where normal people are. Mm-hmm. It, and if you're a conservative listening to that, you're just like,
1: shut up. Yeah, so. you have completely missed yeah. the mark on, yeah. on all things. Yeah. So, um, OK, so speaking of missing the mark, yeah, or maybe it's just marketing. I don't really know what it is. Right. But one of our researchers sent us the story um, out of Texas. And it was covered by a Texas TV station, and basically the it is talking about a realtor who is trying to help LGBTQ Texans right. flee red states. So he's actually started a campaign and with a website which is fleeredstates.com with a message that says as LGBTQIA plus citizens in red states, many of us feel at risk. Okay. They feel at risk. And so they're going to help you relocate. Now, what's interesting is in this story, what they refer to about feeling like they're at risk is because the governor signed a bill on the same week, barring transgender women from playing on female sports teams at the collegiate level.
0: That, but, that's why they feel at that's risk.
1: That's one of the biggest reasons they said. So, so
0: they're they're mad that a biological man can't roll women in in college sports so they don't feel safe.
1: Well, that's, that's
0: a bunch the, of garbage. That's what's in this This article. is nothing more than a marketing effort uh, by, a, by a realtor who doesn't have enough business right. and figures, I'm going to try to grab a niche. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to call it the Underground Railroad. Yeah,
1: that's another thing that kind of upsets me is that they called it... Um, hold on. We're, we're calling it kind of the rainbow underground railroad. Ridiculous. I'm sorry. So now we're comparing this to slavery. Okay. It's ridiculous. So now he's Harriet Tubman. Yeah. And and this is what he's doing as a realtor and saying that he's going to find other places. I just think, you know, at the end of the day, if laws that are protecting kids bother you, right. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah. Get on out of here. So parents are going to forever try to protect their kids. And if you have a big problem with that, then, then either wake up and realize why
0: and, and I do think there's a difference in in the gay community on this too oh, which is there are plenty of yes. people that we know that are like wait a minute you know first of all if the two issues you're talking about are, are, are men or biological men and female sports and and then talking about you know potential sex change operations or any sort of drugs or anything like that puberty blockers before the age of 18. Most people in the country agree on that. I know most people in the country say no, 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 no. And so if those are the two issues that make you feel unsafe because you want those things to happen, you're I mean, that is a wild, wildly out of the mainstream normal thought. I'm sorry. It is.
1: Well, and I even have some um, some gay friends that were telling me that they're, they're scared to death to even like not support pride because the origin, you know what a, the pride situation was originally was fighting for equal rights for for homosexual folks in the united states right Right. it's it's changed so much over this time frame where it's just gotten really messed up and we have satanic stuff now mixed into it and all these other kind of programs and, and stuff and they're like this is not what we were all about heaven forbid we now can speak out because now we're the ones that will be caught in this mess as well so anyway i just think Give me a break. This was a marketing ploy. Yeah. And uh, it would be interesting to see how this fella does.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, no, I, whatever. He's going he's gonna to take all his customers and ship them out of state. But yeah, <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, I'm not sure that helps his well, long-term I know, business plan. I do know
1: from knowing real estate agents, they do always want the listing yeah. more than they want to show you uh, places. So maybe this is just the yeah. way to yeah. just get the listing more than oh, actually no, have yeah. to do.
0: <laughs> listing is king. Listing is king.
1: Well, and moving on with this, we saw this um, this week. There is a 13-year-old girl yeah. who's suing a hospital for removing her breasts. Yeah, this is sad.
0: Um, so this is what we talk about when we say, look, when we get down to this issue of, uh, you know, you have laws in California now that that are up that potentially will punish parents for not supporting their minor children's, you know, push toward, um, you know, changing their sex here in New Mexico. Parents are now deliberately cut out of the mix and teachers and administrators can be fined for including parents in this decision. This is example number one. And again, you don't have to look far to find these detransitioning stories. This girl's 13 years old. She had her breasts removed. And now she is furious because of what happened here. She's now 16. But um, I
1: think this, this, is, this happened when she was thirteen. This happened when she was and, thirteen. And honestly, what was shocking about the story is this this common line. I swear, somebody's giving these doctors this this, this ridiculous right. line. Yeah. Do you want a live son or a dead daughter? Yeah. Give me I a mean, break, because any parent is not looking for their kid to commit suicide. So right. stop with all that garbage as well. Just because you're a concerned parent and you don't want to make a life altering decision for your 12 year old or your 13 year old or your 14 year old, and you still want parents to have a right and a say in their teenage kid's life. That does not mean that they're just like the abusive parent that's going to let their kid go and off themselves. I'm sorry. I don't even know how else to say that because it's so infuriating. People are saying that we're sharing the stuff about the bills here that, that people do not understand. Right. So to clarify that really fast, too, I do want to take a minute to clarify some of the stuff that we've put out which is about the referendums here in New Mexico, people coming back to us on social media saying, where does it say, you guys are lying, where does it say that the teachers are going to give these puberty blockers to kids? And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, nowhere. I We never said that. So prime example of people who don't actually watch the show right. and then decide to chirp in, which is always my favorite. Number two is read the bills. And if, you're, if you don't have the time to read the bills and they are very complicated and confusing... Watch the show, episode ten. We have two experts in the in the referendum side of things that explains it in very clear language. Um, but to answer, no, but,
0: but but again, they open the pathway to. In other words, a teacher, an administrator, a counselor would then open the pathway for kids to go to groups like Pram Parenthood and get drugs or potentially lead down the path towards surgery. So that's very simple. Correct. So again, this happens all the time, which is they can't actually argue the point. No one can argue the point. Oh my gosh, it's a great idea to tell a 13 year old that you should change your sex through surgery. Good call. Nobody in their right mind believes that. It's absolute lunacy. So what they try to do is say, oh no, it doesn't say that. Or, oh no, this is different. Or, oh no, you should be able to do this. Every time it's a straw man, they change it just a little oh, bit. Oh, they
1: always want to change the argument. Every single which time. Which is like a classic debate move. And then yeah. you usually get destroyed in debate if you change the well, actual it's a, subject it's line.
0: A, <laughs> it's a very simple pathway here, which is no child should be able to go through life-changing permanent surgery until they're an adult and can make the decision themselves. It's that simple.
1: And we also have people that are on our pages saying these are reversible. So stop freaking out. Like these kids can go take these
0: I'm, I'm sorry. What's re-
1: Oh, t- taking the puberty blockers. You can reverse that. This is their argument. This is how they're standing by it. And I'm like, God. once again, what you're doing here is you're removing parents influence, right? And you're removing it. You're saying that you're okay with that. Um and, and that this is now let's put this on the teachers, nurses, administrators to guide these kids. Number 1, I wouldn't want that job. I would not want that pressure on me if I was a teacher or if I was a nurse at the school. I wouldn't want that pressure. And I probably personally would risk that fine Yeah, because I would say this is a bigger issue than just me. It's a bigger issue than just the school. I do believe lawsuits are going to come out of this. Oh, absolutely. Quick update on this, just just so you know. Mm -hmm. Quick update on this because as of uh, some of the media have basically the only media I've seen that has that i've seen on this uh, an update on this is because we they were trying to get 180,000 signatures by june 16th there was a court hearing based on the this this petition situation that the judge which was james knoll um, he granted a dismissal which basically said this can't go on until some of the defects and the petitions are corrected so basically the media so far has just said oh this is done secretary of state wins this argument case over, it's wrapped up, right? The only media that I've actually seen further that story is KKOB. He he uh, Bob Clark had on Ramona Goolsby. She is the biggest one that's been filing these petitions. Had her on on Monday to actually t- say to people, no, this actually isn't over. So, she actually filed um additional uh paperwork on this. She wasn't even in she went in t- to court on that day. It had been dismissed before she even showed up which apparently is breaking several laws. So she's refiled everything. Now, the bummer is, is all this hang up has held this back. So what happens is this law is now in place as of today. It's in place. These laws are currently all moving forward, which is exactly what the, what, 74 legislators and the governor wanted, right? However, they still have the option of getting this on the ballot in twenty four. And they're still collecting the signatures. They need, I believe, seventy-five thousand, roughly, right around there, f- to still get this on the on, uh, as a um, amendment on that ballot
2: yeah. in twenty-four
1: right. to vote on. And you can go to the Republican headquarters to sign these petitions. It takes five minutes. Um, Mark and I went down there. That there's a lot of folks that are trying to still put this in place. So do not think for one second this thing is over. Unfortunately, the laws are in place right now. And so um, until, you know, until we get these other signatures out there. And so don't think that they still don't need your signatures because they do. Yeah.
0: And that will come down the road. So we'll see. We'll keep you posted Um, on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Economy's been in the news, too. You know, New Mexico's economy, and this is one thing that... That we we talk about all the time, and that is making sure that we create a state where it's easier to do business. Right? It's one of the biggest things. If you talk to small business owners across the state, which is really the backbone of New Mexico's economy, is is small business. One of the things I'll tell you is regulation is very difficult to deal with here, and our taxes and our tax structure <laughs> is tough to deal with. Well, here's here's a good example. Even for everybody that that just does the the individual, you know, you're you're paying sales tax as a person, right? Take a look at the numbers of New Mexico's sales tax numbers per person versus states around us. Now we're one of the highest in the country. We're third highest. Yeah, we're third highest in the country, right? But every other state around us, and it's not even close. California doesn't touch us. Texas, nowhere near us, Oklahoma's, you know, nowhere even close to us. And you can see these numbers are incredibly high. Right. Because this, we ring every dollar out of every person we possibly can.
1: And this graphic we, we were putting up is by Southwest Public Policy Institute. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they, they just did, took the
0: numbers and, yep, and, and put, put, put graphic, them and did a good job with it. Yeah, absolutely they did. But but the problem you run into in these situations is is that when you make things so difficult on people, you end up with a very wealthy government. And then people that struggle to make ends meet. And so when the governor talks about, and she did this week or, or the mm-hmm. end of last week, she talked about New Mexico's economy. We have the highest number of jobs in our history.
1: Right. Which We've talks add, about adding I, jobs. I have added.
0: I've added. Oh, she did put we for once. Oh, did she, there it is right oh, there. We, add, added. Yeah, we added.
1: We added. Which
0: is, I don't know. Somebody else must have wrote that for her. Of uh, course. Do you so, think she's
1: really writing her on Twitter? Well, fair, fair I mean, enough. And I don't break. blame her
0: for not doing that. Yeah. but. Uh, so the unemployment rate is 3.5%. He says, oh, my gosh, unemployment rate 3.5%. Yeah, That's asking the wrong question. Right. Which is uh, the unemployment rate is not the point. For any of you who have been out anywhere, everybody knows there's a million jobs available. The, the, the unemployment rate, it, it, we have more jobs than we know what to do with. So what's the problem? The problem is the worker participation rate. How many people that live here actually work, that can work? And the answer is a staggeringly low number. This is the New Mexico workforce participation rate now. Now, what this graph shows you is it goes back all the way to 1980. So in 1980, we roughly had about 62% of the people that could work were. That number goes up through the late 80s and 90s as you go through and you can see around 64% or so. It stays pretty steady until we get to the Great Recession and then boom, we fall off around 2010 and we have been plummeting ever since. Now that goes way, way down in 2020, as you can see with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. We've not fully recovered here. But if you look at our numbers now, as we pull back out here, roughly around 55, 56% of the people that can work do.
2: Mm-hmm. Where
0: does that put us in the in the country as a whole? Well, if you look at this next graph, and and, and I'll just explain it to you if you're listening to us, uh, what it effectively means is we are one of the bottom five states in the country at worker participation. You know, countrywide, the average is around 60% or so, 66% or so. And and we're, we're in the 50, you know, 56, somewhere in there. I mean, it is incredibly low. So this is what happens when you have a setup here where we incentivize, number one, we incentivize not working. And then number two, we don't incentivize small business and allow people to grow and do business, this is what hurts us right now and this is the problem because when the economy starts to tank people really hurt here and if you allow businesses the opportunity to grow more quickly and to give them that you know that fight forward that's helpful so what could we do well we have an unbelievable amount of money coming into state government
2: mm-hmm. this
0: is the time to cut taxes on small businesses and on people across the board. Income taxes for all New Mexicans should be cut in a significant way. Gross receipts taxes should be cut. These are the kind of things we can do. We can absolutely do it. But if we just grow government and we keep wringing out every dollar, I mean, don't forget, again, that number of New Mexicans paying more than everybody else does in sales tax, that goes in all sorts of different areas, right? That goes to income tax where we pay big time money. Property taxes are going up. You know, all these things, we wring out every dollar from our citizens. And we get a richer and richer government, and and we have small businesses which suffer more and more. And this is why we're behind every state around us. We have an opportunity to cut taxes and empower people, and we're not taking it right now. And I think that's the frustrating part of well, this.
1: Well, and, and when I shared a lot of this stuff on Twitter, people were, you know, some folks were saying, first of all, they didn't understand the correlation between the unemployment and the worker participation. So right, they were right. like, "Well, wait, she's right though. She's she's at least her stats are right." And I'm like half the stat. Like, if you're not going to give the whole story, then you're, it's called spin. And when you spin something to make yourself look good, you're not really helping the people of New Mexico or anybody for that matter. You're trying to make yourself look good, which is not what you need in a leader. You need truth from your leadership. Number two, some people, you know, had good valid points of why people maybe weren't working, that the jobs out there weren't paying and stuff, you know, and we've talked about we don't make it a great place to come to work. We don't right. bring in these high-paying jobs. Right. We're not, as a state, right. looking for ways to bring in these big, great, what, no. No, you're no, no, you're good. Me, no, no, I'm
0: sorry. You're. I, I'm with you. I just wanted you to, no, 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 I want you to keep going. I was going to jump off of what you were saying. No, go ahead, jump. No, now that we're on the same side on this and we're not fighting over <laughs> something, I wanted to, no, but that, that's where we get back to the, you say it exactly right, which is we don't you know we have an education problem too. Where we're not able to attract people in here. So how do we fix that? Well, obviously we have to make sure that that we're not a keeping our kids out of school, getting them in there, and and, and allowing them and, and launching off with a better education program. Well, the New Mexico, you know, child welfare numbers came out, and we're fiftieth again in the country. Yeah, again. So, <laughs> so yeah, and, and so but what's amazing about this is that, that it comes out this last week and. And you say to yourself, OK, you know, we're pouring a tremendous amount of money into the education system without what with cutting standards. Right. We we, we, we lower now the we bar for kids yeah. and we think we're helping them. We're not.
1: Yeah, I know. Let's it, and make it easier we, for you to graduate. Yeah. And, and then you won't be able to compete out there in the real world. You'll get smoked when somebody else is trying to do the job. That sounds like a great hands up. No, you just want to get them out of the school. It's yeah. And the break. journal
0: on Sunday talked about, you know, talked about this. And and one thing that I'm, I've gotten so tired of is listening to New Mexico voices for children, where, where they come out every time when we're 49th or 50th, and they tell us there's nothing to see here. Mm-hmm. And Amber Wallen, another quote from her, the, the, you know, where she basically says, you know, it, recent family-focused state policy changes give us strong reasons to expect that we'll continue to see improvements. What world are you living in?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, when you what look- What evidence right, do you have that well, is no, even showing that? That's what the journal basically said. The <sighs> next paragraph, the journal says, fourth graders not proficient in reading grew from 76 to 79%. Think about that. Fourth graders who can't read to grade level, we have nearly 80% of our fourth graders can't read to grade level. When you go to math for eighth graders- We went from 79% who couldn't read a grade level to 87%. School choice matters in this. Mm -hmm. Parental choice matters in this but yet here we go again it's no we're not going to we're not going to talk about some real solutions here we're going to paper over this and tell everybody how great we're doing right you're full of crap Yeah lady. you're just
1: you're just gaslighting you're no, trying to yeah. gaslight you know it's again like joe biden telling everybody the economy's really strong
0: yeah and, and that and,
1: inflation is low and you know I'm just no. like what, have you opened a PM bill lately right. you, give me a break it's not low have you gone to the grocery store it's not low so i just feel like they they think they want people to not look like look under the story, right? right? Like right. just believe what I say. Don't look yeah, at actually any facts. That's right. And I, that's why I feel like media have to be more compelled to ask the next question. And I give
0: the journal credit because if you read Sunday's editorial, it, and, and they follow up with the with the ridiculousness of the kids count, you know, you're trying to wash over this and, and make it look good. It, they also talk about the fact of worker participation. They talk about that too. And, and they say it's getting bigger and bigger. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. You know, the mm-hmm. gap is getting bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. you know, fewer and fewer people working. So, so that's a huge concern for kids because it flows down to them. And, and so, again, there's a bunch of things we can do. We have to incentivize work. We have to reward work. We have to give parents choice when it comes to school. And we can't keep doing the same things we've been doing. And, and to believe that there's no connection between policy and results is exactly what they want. Right. They want you to think, no, we're doing everything we can. No, we're not.
1: No, we're not. And they also, it's also maddening to me that people don't correlate results with leadership. Yeah. And you and I have talked about this. Yeah. When your crime is really high in your city, like it is here. It's your leaders that need to be helping out there. And there are actually real <laughs> solutions. Like, I love when people are like, well, there's really nothing we can do. Crime's always been really bad here. Uh, This has always been a very dangerous state. Like, Give me a break. Like, you can see how that's gone up and down based on who is making leadership r- laws, right? Yeah. And so I just think people wake up because this is so much about there's a direct impact between who you have in leadership, whether it's your governor or your mayor or your police chief or any of those folks. They make a difference and they are, if you don't like how things are turning out, don't just sit there and say, okay, I guess this is the best we can do right. New Mexico. I hate when I hear that.
0: This 60 minutes thing you pointed out.
1: Well, yeah, because you guys, you brought up this yeah. AI worst case scenario. Explain yeah. the AI worst case scenario thing really well, fast. So and there's then- an
0: article, this is an article that was written by, you know, it was in the week and they talk about, they talk to a bunch of AI experts who who are, who are talking about what could really happen here. It's they, they talked to 350 researchers and, and they basically said their genuine concern is exactly what we've talked about, which is like, this isn't science fiction. It's possible that basically we could be putting in, you know, a system in place where AI could basically start to think for itself, start to create major league issues, start to shut down infrastructure, you know, issues, uh, delivery of, of electricity, things like that. Uh, you know, you, you could task AI with something that that you then try to shut it down and it doesn't let you because it sees it as a threat. Right. You know, and all these different things, it's absolutely- It's like a sci-fi movie. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's absolutely terrifying. And, and it's like, we keep talking about these things. Like, this could be really bad.
1: But let's keep doing it. But let's keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, I mean- so You yeah. know, like,
0: what are we doing? And then the deep fakes that they talk about, the things more and more with yeah. the deep fakes that-, that, that become absolutely impossible to determine if it's fake or if it's real.
1: Right. My friend actually sent me this. It's a, It a, was on a 60-minute special. And basically, the 60-minute yeah. reporter hired a spoof hacker. There's okay. somebody known as a spoof hacker. And okay. basically, they'll hack your information, and they will get valuable content from you, whether you are on the phone with them or whatever. Now they have this piece of software okay. that they can mimic your voice. So what happened in this, in this 60 Minutes um, special is they, they, they hired this hacker, basically. Yeah. They were filming her. She was calling the producer, pretending to be the reporter. Called an ethical hacker. We hired her to show us how easy it is to use information found online to scam someone. We asked her to target our unsuspecting colleague, Elizabeth. Toback found Elizabeth's cell phone number on a business networking website. As we set up for an interview, Tobak called Elizabeth, but used an AI-powered app to mimic my voice and ask for my passport number.
2: Oh, yes, 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 I do have it. Okay, ready? It's me.
1: Toback played the AI-generated voice recording for us to reveal the scam.
2: Elizabeth, sorry, need my passport number because the Ukraine trip is on. Can you read that out to me?
1: Yeah, so that not could, familiar. She could just type that in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and and, I, and, it, and it could yeah. mimic her voice. I mean, so they're just talking about how you know people could call you and ask you for, pre- you know, it goes back to that same old rule, like the stranger danger. Yeah, don't give out personal information over the phone ever. I don't care who you think is actually calling you. Yeah. Um, and she did ask, does this only happen to famous people? Like, are people that you know right, that your right. voice is out? Like there Sharon online.
0: Alfonsi was the was the reporter there, right? Mimicking, and
1: she said no, that they can actually get your voice from several different sources. Scary! Now. It's, it's terrifying. It's very very scary. So yeah. I guess uh yeah, I thought I thought the biggest fear was going to be kids were going to copy have AI write their papers. Turns out that that is not.
0: Yeah, turns out that's not the biggest deal. No. No, that's Yeah. Not the deal. No. No, agreed.
1: Well, that's not a, a you know, I don't know, kind of a scary happier maybe. Yeah. I don't no, know. No, if it's, no, happy. it's not no. really yeah. happy, but it's uh it's,
0: it's interesting.
1: It's it's interesting. It's my big it would be a huge fear of mine. Well, you, you know,
0: and we uh we had this issue once. Yeah, uh, one of our houses where we that we lived in, we we had a bear Try to break in. Well, mm-hmm. check this out. This is from Steamboat, Colorado. <laughs> what what we're seeing here, and if you're listening, there's a bear basically hanging out a window on the second story of a home. Mm-hmm. This bear try broke in through the lower level, cruised around, ate some pork chops inside. Seriously. <laughs> well, ate had to get some pork fat. chops inside. It's very and then and then what happened was the bear then tries to get out the top window, right? But the bear realizes that's too far. I, I can't do this. So the bear ends up crawling back into the window and goes back inside the house, cruises around for a while. The cops are like, well, what do we do? Right. So the cops show up in steamboat and they end up opening some doors. So the bear will come back down. And and check it out, and then eventually walk back out. But the bear hung on the outside of the house for a while. Looked down, kept looking down. Was like, "What do I do?" And then eventually climbs right back in the house. They get it out through the inside, and the bear ends up leaving. Oh, by the way, we were down the southern part of
2: the state. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. We took a little road trip, makes a little business, makes a little fun. Man, and we uh, stopped by the old apple barn. That was great. And if you have not been to the old apple barn, you gotta go because it's. Number one, it's a shop that you could probably spend I don't know easily an hour burning in there if you if you if you wanted to, and yeah. um, it's they've every kind of like I don't know tourist trinket kind of thing you could want. Yeah. lots of New Mexico things in there. Apple Boy, Apple Boy, which we love, Apple Boy. Yeah, uh, we think look at is. him, look at him. If you're watching on video, <laughs> that's the Apple Boy. It's kind of strange, but he, it's very cool. We it loved it cool. actually. It's a very it cool. Very cool. Um, but. But we stopped because uh, we were told by um, a friend of ours that they make cherry and apple slushes yeah. and that they were so good. Yeah. So we got both, right? Because of course, like, yeah. we just get one? Yeah. We just came out of pistachio land, by the way, right. with a huge bag of red chili pistachios. Right. And we had ice cream there. Yeah. And then good. we continue on. Um, some people, I posted some of these pictures earlier and they were asking, where is the old apple barn? It is just outside of Cloudcroft.
0: Yeah, it's in Hyrule's.
1: Yeah. And it yep. is um, super fun. So if you see it, stop, get a slush. Slushy, yeah, and um, it, it helps when <laughs> you're eating the red chili. It does. Pistachios, yeah, takes sneezing. a little bit of the uh, <laughs> a little bit doing. of the heat out.
0: All right. right, we're going to wrap with one last video, okay? And it is a little guy in a ninja suit. His mom is painting the uh, door jam or window jam, and she's on a ladder. Okay, okay, this
1: isn't going to end well and for the bomb. He
0: he sneaks up behind her. With a uh, basically a nerf gun, and so he sneaks up behind her with the nerf gun, and he fires away, and the result is a little unexpected.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, gosh.
0: oh! He hits her right in the backside. You yeah. keep playing this, Ella. He hits her right in the backside, and she falls straight back with. The whole pan of paint right in her face. And, and then across he takes her off.
1: leather couch.
0: Oh, it is which,
1: classic. And her rug.
0: Oh, it's fantastic. And, <laughs> oh, it just is. It's what being a little boy is
1: about. Oh, gosh. That kid got it. I, you had to know that kid got grounded after that, right? Oh,
0: you know. Oh, you can imagine how mad she was. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's but it's still great. Not
1: so good. Did you? I thought we were going to show some cocoa powder, kid.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Last one. Last, last one. one. You're right. We do have one more. This one's
1: actually pretty funny. We do too.
0: have one more. So uh for many of you, uh, especially that bake, and, and you know this better than me Oh, I'm you such do the a good baker. I'm a huge baker. Uh, so the, I'm really good at it. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the Hershey's cocoa powder. Correct. Which is unsweetened, correct? Yes. It's okay. just
1: basically like the chocolate flavoring without the sugar.
0: Right. And for those of us who grew up, you know, in the eighties and nineties, you know, you always, someone always made the mistake of like, I'm I, it says Hershey's. So it's chocolate. I'm, it's basically going to be like cocoa, cocoa mix, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like hot like, chocolate. Yeah. Like hot yeah. chocolate mix. You're going to eat. It to be great, no, but it's not right. So this little guy comes out and he takes a big old spoonful of it. He's probably about three years old mm-hmm. and he takes a little spoonful and he realizes about four seconds in, this is not sweet. <laughs> He's and then so mad he's so angry he's looking around he has a little puff he, he puffs out he's, like, he's like, what am I he eating? looks at it. he's like that's Hershey's How's this happening
1: he's like tastes like dirt tastes- and then he, p- p-
0: <laughs> and he puffs out all the
1: well and here's what I'm wondering is what is this like big sister that's filming this is this mom that said hey yeah kid go ahead go for this oh, I'm gonna film
0: you poor little
1: guy. but he's tortured he just keeps blowing it out of his mouth he's so, yeah. funny it's cute lesson. so anyway. if you
0: get a chance to see it it's for those of us and I've done that exact same thing
1: because uh, you don't read the label no right
0: it wasn't now you just labels. saw Hershey,
1: and you're like, I'm yes. in, I'm in.
0: Yeah, all right, absolutely. Now Thursday,
1: yeah, fun guest. We
0: have a great guest, uh, Steve Stucker, former weatherman at Channel Four, mm-hmm. and a balloon fiesta great kind human of being.
1: icon. Yeah, you know, he's got the always oh, got the big hot air balloon hat. Yep, and um, he's just. Super fun, yeah. Like he has been our friend for a long. We've been friends with him for a really long time. I yeah, mean, really. Good the weatherman, you know, you guys are it like it was a
0: rivalry. You
1: guys, ha- there was a hem... rivalry there. You guys were on different times, but whatever. Well, we
0: weren't uh, when I first started here. Oh, okay. I started out in the mornings at Channel Seven.
1: Oh, we were... so we were head up. We're gonna have to get some it's dirt on that. Like... Those,
0: those were tough days. T- tough t- anyway, anyway tough days.
1: he has become this. Great legend really here. Oh, I he mean people absolutely. adore the guy. I don't yeah, know. Anyway that doesn't like him. Yeah. And we're looking forward if to it. If you
0: don't like him, you're a bad person. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works <laughs> exactly with sucker. Right. That's so, right. He's he really so is so nice. Yeah.
0: He, he does he does uh pastoral work. He does not profit work. Mm-hmm. He's, he's doing all kinds of different stuff. And we're just gonna talk to him about life, about what his career was like. And what he's and, doing now. Yeah, what yeah, he's doing he's now. A path now. Yeah. And he's you know, he God is a huge part of everything he does and And we want to talk to him about that as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to Steve and looking forward to talking to him. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay. We're going to send you off. Please sign up for our emails. If you'd like to get a a quick reminder of our shows coming up and that is on no doubt about it, and you can scroll down and fill out the email and don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Please help us get to that 5,000 person goal and also rate and like us on your podcast platforms. Thanks you guys. See you next time. You've been listening to the No Doubt About It podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast.
0: Make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at No Doubt About It podcast. No doubt about it. The No Doubt About It podcast is a Choose Adventure Media production.
2: See you next time on No Doubt About It.
0: There is no doubt about it.